This podcast contains strong language and adult themes. Listener's discretion is advised. Merry Christmas! And welcome to A Page Too Far, the show where each week one of us decides to read a book, seemingly at random sometimes, Mm -hmm. and tells the other all about it. Will it be naughty? Will it be nice? Let's find out. (laughs) Love it. I just thought of that. I just thought of that. My name is Waldo. And my co-host for tonight is Caramel Salmon Pants. You know, we're supposed to be doing a recording, but my co-host hasn't shown up. I can't... <laughs> I can't find him. He's just not here. I I, I tried to find a, a funny Christmas-themed book. Okay. I tried really hard not to pick another romance novel. <laughs> but... But the book I picked for this week is called The Bull Rider's Christmas Baby. Nice. Interesting the Bull title. Rider's Christmas Baby. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. It was written by Laura Marie Altum. Oh. And it is a romance novel. It's not an erotic novel. Just romance. There's no there's no sex in this book. Okay. They they get on second base at one point and that's it. So is this like is it just like a Hallmark movie? Yeah. It's, okay. It's it's a horny Hallmark movie, but n- n- nothing really happens. Okay. It's like so. a PG-13 Hallmark movie. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. It was published in 2010, no. and it is 224 pages long. Solid. So I picked this book, obviously, because of the title. Mm-hmm. The Christmas and the bull riding the, and the baby. <laughs> the bull rider's Christmas baby. Um, first off, I kind of want to say fuck bull riders and bull riding. It is one of the dumbest American traditions, and it's abusive toward the animals. Yeah. Because they do a lot of shit to get the bulls all worked up, so right. they'll actually buck. Right. And it's really stupid, and I hate it. So this is the book cover. Oh, she looks really young. What me. does she look at her? I mean, she looks like a fucking woman in her thirties to me. Doesn't look in her thirties to me. Okay. Also, the book mentions she has uh, rather large breasts, and I don't see no breasts in that picture. Well, they're a little covered up by the mound. I, I the, guess uh, the mound. A <laughs> mound of flesh. The baby bump. Yes. Put it that way. Uh, <laughs> so, against my better judgment, mm-hmm. let's dive in to the bull rider's Christmas baby. It's a Christmas miracle. The book begins with our main character, Dr. Ren Barnes, driving through the rain. I'm going to call him Kylo. It's a woman. Ren. I call her Kylo. Okay. (laughs) She is six months pregnant. Oh, just straight up. And she's on a mission. She pulls into a driveway and is soon standing on Cash Buckhorn's front door. Ren and Cash. Yep. Okay. Uh, And this is in Weed Gulch, Oklahoma. Of course it is. Weed Gulch. Weed Gulch. Couldn't think of a better name than that. Weed Gulch. Gulch some weed. Okay. Yep. So she's about to knock on the door. Of this country farmhouse Mm -hmm. where he supposedly lives. Right. When Cash himself comes around the corner of the house. What the fuck you doing on my porch? She pukes on herself. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Just in sight of him or it just because. No, her stomach was uneasy and then she sees him and then she pukes. Like There's some anxiety mixed with uh, she's pregnant. So they're more prone to puking. So yeah, she pukes. Cash is tall, with a muscular body, blonde curly hair, and perfect teeth. Wow. He takes her inside, after saying hellos, 
And she's like, it's me, Ren. And he's like, who? And she's like, you know, Vegas. And he's like, oh, it's you again. Why don't you come on inside? Oh, no. Oh, man. So inside, she tells him that she's pregnant with his baby. Yeah, Vegas was what, approximately seven months ago? Six and a half Uh, months ago? Something like that, yeah. Of course, they'd met in Vegas. Yep. And uh, she was celebrating her graduation from med school. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's now doing a residency. Yeah. Uh, and that's when, uh, he was in Vegas because he's a bull rider mm-hmm. professional mm-hmm. and he was there for a part of his tour. That was, uh, his, uh, his rodeo or whatever. Sure. Uh, and that's where they hooked up. Uh, uh but they, they explicitly mentioned that the condom broke. So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I assumed, or they just didn't use one. Right. I don't think it's relevant. Yeah. No, that's an odd that detail anyway. to put in. So it, they just want you to know. They were being safe mm-hmm. until they weren't. Yeah. It yeah. was just, they, it was so wild. It was so good. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Just couldn't stop. So Ren tells him that uh, she just wanted him to know that she has a baby, um, but she doesn't expect him to bear any of the responsibility. That's. She's like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I've got my medical career. I've got connections. The baby will be taken care of. You don't have to do anything. Just wanted you to know. I don't like that. <laughs> you don't? No. What's your, what's your issue with it? My issue with it is that with him knowing if he's a good person in any way, shape, or form, he now has a responsibility whether she wants it or not. So if right. she didn't want any of that, really, she shouldn't have told him. But also, that's a shit thing to do. I yeah. just don't like this setup at all. <laughs> hey, no. Maybe don't fuck strangers. This is a kind of a shitty situation. Yeah. I don't know. PSA. Just don't. It's easy. So Cash tells her that, uh, that Buckhorns, his family, mm-hmm. don't abandon their kin. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, and then Ren passes out on the floor. All right. Just clunk. Okay. <laughs> she puked we're, and now she's clunk. We're never going to, that's not an Oklahoma accent, but I don't care. We're never going to abandon our family. I don't oh, know what Oklahoma sounds like. When she wakes up, there's an old man named Doc Haven, and he's checking her blood pressure. That is the most, like, all these names, right? They're names. Yes. That one is a name for somebody who lives in Weed Gulch, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I uh, fucking hate every single character and name in this book, except oh. Dr. Hape. Okay. He's fine. All right. I hate everything else, but uh, he's fine. Fair enough. So he's checking her blood pressure, and he tells her that traveling in her condition would be a bad idea. Um, he's like, you're going to, I forget what it's called. I didn't write it down, but it's called like preeclampsia or something, where it's like there's not enough blood flow going to the uh, through the placenta mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so he's like your blood pressure needs to be good you need to have fucking levels all that shit otherwise your baby gonna be in danger doctor shit i don't know why he's explaining this to her because like i mean i guess he doesn't know she's a she's a doctor yet so right that, f- fair enough but I there's guess. also different kinds like but she later they do find out find out she's a doctor and they still explain stuff to her so it's <laughs> it's a little a- again working in an industry you don't know the level that the other person's at or if they're if they study the same things, like there are basic things that you know as a doctor, but you also have your specialty that you're going into. I um, guess, I guess. But also, you want to be very clear with what's going on because they are not their own patient, right? They are yep. your patient. Yep. And, and and but but also aside from that, just like everything gets explained to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, someone was. I think her fucking future mother-in-law tries to show her how to do needlework. And she's just, she can't figure it out. I, but she's a doctor. I mean, needlework's not for everyone. 
I'm, I get if you're not into it, but not being able to do it at all. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of pathetic. Look, Arya Stark struggling with needlework. So she's not supposed to travel at all. She needs to be yep. in bed for at least a week. Yep. According to yep. Dr. At, this, at this man's Hallmark house. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> this, so there's there's another uh, movie that we've talked about called Love Comes Softly that I've yeah. mentioned is my mother's favorite. Okay. Very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Very stereotypical. So Cash sets her up in one of his spare rooms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like carries her in there, make sure she's good. Yeah. And then walks to the barn to think about the news he's just received. Does he casually hit her head on the door frame as he carries no, her into the room? I thought no. about that. That would have been funny. Clunk. Oops. He, uh, no, he goes to the barn, just does work, shoveling manure, I guess. Sure. And, and thinking about Doing things. barn things. Yeah. De- decompressing. He calls his older brother Dallas and tells him everything that's happened. All right. <laughs> What, he has a third brother. Can you guess his name? Is it Houston? No. Is it? It's not not a place name. Oh, okay. But it is. So we've got Cash. It's a name. We've got Dallas. Is it? Think, is think it of the most Texas country <sighs> name you could think of? I don't know, man. I don't. Is it Jake Gyllenhaal? No, it's Wyatt. Wyatt. Oh Wyatt. my God. Yes. So Cash, Dallas, and Wyatt. Uh, but he's t- talking to Dallas. Tells him everything. Dallas has two kids of his own. Mm-hmm. His wife passed away. Uh, and then he returns to Wren. Wait, so what, is that, what does Dallas say? Did I miss that? Uh, oh, oh, he's just like, uh, you're, you're a knucklehead. Oh, hey, um, maybe you shouldn't fuck a stranger. Yeah. And, and he's like, you, you, know, you, you either need to focus on your career or you need to help us with the ranch because they have a big ranch mm-hmm. and shit. And he's like, you're, you're off just getting random women knocked up and... You're you're ignoring both of your responsibilities right now. Right. Which we'll get into later. This isn't helping either one of you. Right. So he kind of daddies up on him a little bit. Yeah. Afterwards, he returns to Ren and they talk a bit and they both agree that they they don't want to get married. They don't want to have anything to do with each other. Okay. Uh, the, because Ren's like, I'll take care of the kid. And he's like, okay. Sounds, you mean I'm not liable in any way? Dope. Right. And she's like, yeah, no. And she's like, okay, cool. Cause I didn't want to be a dad and I don't want to be a husband. 30 seconds ago. Yes. 30 seconds ago. Did he not say we don't abandon our kin? Yeah. But he, it, what he meant is like, he's going to take care of the kid if he needs to, that sort of thing. Okay. But now that he's talked it through and found out he doesn't have to, now he's cool with it. Yeah. He's just kind of gotten used to that. Cause at first he was like, well, I'm not going to let you travel back to Baltimore cause you're, you're not well. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to take care of you and the kid until you can take care of you and the kid. Okay. That's kind of what he meant. But then okay. here they're like, okay, once the kid's here, cool. We go our separate ways. That's, that's how it's going to work. Right. That's, that's how the first part worked. It was a journey song. How it touched and went our separate ways. So Cash's mom visits the next day. Yeah. Oh. Cause she heard through Dallas yeah. all about Ren. And she got there in a day. Well, they're, they're on the ranch. She's on the ranch. She's like a couple miles oh, away, maybe. Da- so, okay, 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 okay. So Dallas lives near, uh, well, Dallas and the ranch live nearby to Cash. Yeah, the, the Cash is on the, the ranch right now. He's on the family so, ranch. Yeah, they have a few farmhouses okay. around this giant, okay. giant property. Gotcha. Uh, and Cash is like, well, fuck, I didn't want to tell my mom. Uh, well. She apparently doesn't know about the pregnancy. She just knows that Ren is an old flame staying with Cash at the moment. Ah, that's going to be interesting. So Cash makes up a fake story about how they met, and uh, Ren hides her belly with a large purse. <laughs> That's a big purse. That's a big purse. Or she's a tiny person. 
Uh, it doesn't really mention her size, I think. I don't know. She seems average. Okay. Like five, four, five, six, maybe. Sure. I don't know. Uh, after five minutes, um, Ren gives up and lowers the purse and is like, yeah, actually, he knocked me up. <laughs> what? Did something cause that to happen? Like, was mom suspicious the whole time? No, I think she, she just didn't want to lie to someone she didn't know or, I don't know. <laughs> like... It was Cash's idea, and he sprung it on her. He's like, look, look, hide it. I'll cover for us. Yeah. And then after five minutes, she's like, uh, this is, I don't want to keep up this lie. I'll just tell her because I don't care. I'm going to be out of here in a few weeks. Do- it doesn't matter. That's, okay. <laughs> so Yes, and is all I'm going to say. So uh, she tells Cash's mom all about what happened. Yeah. And uh, including the, uh, you know, we don't, we're not going to get married or anything. Hmm. And uh, Cash's mom is like, that's not right. Yeah. You need to be married if you're going to have kids. The deeply religious Midwest. They're not religious at all. They're actually, they're just really old fashioned. That's, that's the way things are. You don't just knock up somebody and not marry them and have a family. That's just the way it is. Right. Okay. Which cash is not about. Right. Well, yeah. He's like, we live in the the 21st century. And, uh, so they, they go over this and Ren and Cash are like, well, no, this we're, we're modern people. We don't need to do that. Like right. either one of us could take care of the kid just fine, which is something that really annoys me about this book is that the whole book is just rich white people problems. Right. There, there is no actual yeah. struggle here. They, they're both like fucking wealthy as hell. Yeah. Like she's a doctor and he's got this massive ranch that his family owns. They even have like oil wells and shit. So like he has, yeah. he's got a lot of money. Um, their, their only struggle in the entire thing is, uh, admitting their love for one another, which right now there is none. They're right. Exactly. Like, eh, exactly. Whatever. That's coming. About just in time for Christmas, I'd say. <laughs> so during their conversation, Cash's mom pulls out a checkbook and says, how much for the baby? <laughs> um, <laughs> what she means by this. Is she's like, I I don't want my grandbaby to be away from the family. Right. Where I'll never get to see him or her. So I'm going to give you money to leave the kid here so we can take care of it. <laughs> it's it's weird. I'm pretty sure while, while I can understand those intentions, I am fairly confident that in these United States of America, and until very recently it wasn't, but in Britain it is now, um, illegal to trade a human being for cash uh well it's not really trading it's just just leave them here you know i'll leave them here and you'll get a random deposit into your bank account. yeah they're unrelated they're not <laughs> so so that happens yeah that's i mean that's just a little nitpicky there but like i i can understand where she's coming from being the she's the rich exactly person exactly i'll fix it with money exactly <laughs> i'll make it happen i i, I don't like it I don't like anything in this book, like okay? It. I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. So. You can't make me. So Ren is like, uh, no. I, I, there's no reason for me yeah. to want your money. Uh, you know, I, wanted, I want this kid, you know. It's just I want to be with someone who I actually know and care about, you know. So during their various conversations, Cash's mom asks him, what happened to Ruby? Ruby. Yeah, Ruby. Ren and Ruby. No, it's Cash and Ruby. Well, the two flames. Oh, yeah, essentially, yeah. And Ren, for some goddamn reason, mm-hmm. gets really jealous. 
She's liable to have mood swings. Yes. In her condition. But she she she, she has said she feels nothing for him. We're, we're going to need to move past this. <laughs> but it's so out of nowhere. We're going to move. We're, we're going to need to get a move on here. So she gets really jealous. Yeah. Log- logical. And gives no, him not. kind of the silent treatment for the next day or so. Yeah. You banging other girls? Yeah. And essentially, she's like, well, who's Ruby? And he's like, it, it's my ex. Like, I don't know. Well, you know, you know how you're my ex? Yeah, yeah. She's also my ex. <laughs> she also, but yeah. And he's like, why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Like, this is sensible. Um, something that happens in this book is like every single paragraph has at least one reference to one of the characters talking about how hot a particular body part of another character is. Okay. So, so I Ren love, is. I love his eyebrows. Ren, well, Ren is like. Like, oh my God, he's such a, he's such an idiot, but his, his fucking tough leathery lips are to die for. Ew. And Cash is like, God damn, my mom has a good pair of legs. What? And no, that doesn't, I was joking there. It's just Cash and Ren. Yeah. Like, oh, she's hot. Oh, he's hot. So later, uh, Cash is swimming in his pool to cool off. Yep. And, uh, and he gets out, wraps a towel around himself. Uh, and then he walks into Ren's room. Just in a towel? Yeah, we're, we're, well, in swim trunks. But he also has his towel on. Right, right, right. And she's reading uh, a book or something. And he, he starts taking off, like he takes off the towel and starts taking off his swim trunks. What? In her room. Why? Not his room. I don't know. Bruh. He just starts taking, and she's like, bro, what the hell? Yeah. Why are you undressing? Go undress in your room. And and he, he re- oh, this is my undressing room. Well, he, he reminds her that they've had sex, so there's there's really nothing to surprise her. That may be so. That doesn't give you license to expose yourself to someone whenever you feel like. Exactly. It. You have also s- determined that you're not interested in each right. other. Right. Why are you doing this in the first place? Exactly. <laughs> like what the hell? There is some major conflict going on within themselves. Yeah, but where they're doing things that they don't want to do, but I guess they want to do, that's, it's, it's bad. All right. There's a part where they go to the feed store, um, and Cash tells everyone in there that he knocked her up, and she's really embarrassed. This is my bitch. I fucked her. <laughs> yeah, like. See that? That's my, I, you know what I fucking hate? Yeah. I hate, hate, hate. The, uh, like when couples announce that they're having a baby yeah, and they do the, um, we're pregnant, not, no, not the we're pregnant okay. part. The part that's like, um, that's like, there's a turkey in the oven. And then the other one says like, yeah, I put the turkey in that oven. <laughs> like, like they're wearing shirts, like to that effect, oh. like, there's a bun in the oven. Like I made the dough or like, you know, that kind of thing. Uh. Just like, you might as well just wear a shirt that says I'm pregnant. I fucked her. I inseminated her. Yeah. yeah. I, I hate, I hate it because all it does is like specifically when they wear shirts like that, it just, I can't, I can't yeah. not picture it and I hate it. So they're at this feed store. He's telling everyone that he knocked her up and she's embarrassed and angry because she's like, I didn't want anybody, anybody here in this little town to right. know me. It's none of their business. Who cares? Right. I was just supposed to be in and out. Why, why is this happening? Just like you were. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Or in and then not out. Oops. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're driving on their way back to the, the uh, fucking house. Yeah. Uh, and then they stop because they see Doc Haven's van alongside the road. Oh. He's responding to an emergency. The old woman that lives at this house that he stopped at mm-hmm. uh, fell and broke her hip. Oh. And her head is cut open. Oh, God. And she's bleeding out everywhere. 
Oh, I don't know why I'm laughing. Oh. So basically they stop and she has, she's a doctor. So she's like, she helps them out. Yeah. 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 And he's impressed. Um, and he's like, wow, you, you stitched a thing. You're amazing. You got Um, that some of their medical training. Yeah. Something like that. And he's a very nice man. Yeah. He's the only good character in this book. Ren notices like over, over time that cash walks with a limp everywhere. Okay. Oh. And so she asks him, what's up on this drive? A bull gored him. Part of the horn got stuck in his leg and they were never able to find it. <laughs> that would be very bizarre. Um, he, he refuses to answer. Oh. Um, okay. He is, I really hate Cash. He is very childish in this book. Seems like it. He, he'll, he'll have little tantrums. Like when she asks, he'll just be like, <clears throat> and just like get all fucking worked up. And I think at one part, it literally says he turns on the radio to some hard rock. And I'm like, what, what are you, what is this? <laughs> like, it's like 15. I don't, I don't understand. The, okay. But he, does, he doesn't want to talk about it. Okay. Just say, I don't want to talk about right, it. Right. Exactly. Karth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So there's some, some hot drama mm-hmm. over this part of the book. That kind of highlights their lust for each other. Oh. But their unwillingness to sacrifice career for family. Look, we're both horny. Yeah. But we have jobs. Right. She's a doctor. He's a bull rider. What's, what does the rest of her job, like, is she just on medical leave? Like, what is um, she? Essentially. Okay. Because she has a residency and she told the person, her, her uh, I don't know what you call it, her superior, mm-hmm. uh, who she's under, um, hey, uh, I'm Prager's, uh, I need some time. Uh, and so she's like, all right, you got some time. And so she left planning on being back in a few weeks. Now she's being kept for a week or more. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's just keeping tabs with that, that doctor. Like, okay. So she is updating him. Yeah. And everything. Oh, cool. Her, her, okay. her, her, her well, superiors her. are her. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was fully expecting this to just ignore that. The fact that no, no, no. She, she calls every now and know then. where you are. Yeah. Like every now and then she'll get a call and be like, well, here's the situation, you know, hey, that I have sort a, of thing. I have a doctor's note. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But so they both, they're, they're both hot for each other, obviously, but yeah. they, 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 he ran into a room and stripped after swimming. Yeah. That's <laughs> how, how do you show that someone that you're interested in them? I just communicate. I talk to him. Oh, <laughs> what, what do you, what a crazy idea. Yeah. This is crazy, man. So there's, there's some more bullshit about Ren's protein levels being too high in her urine sample. I don't know what that means. I don't know either. So, so she has to stay with Cash for the remainder of her pregnancy. Wow. It's a long time. That's two and a half months. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to get kicked out of my whatever, my residency or whatever. Yeah. And he is supposed to be back to riding mm-hmm. uh, in like bulls. St- yeah, riding bulls. In bulls in like six weeks or so, right? Okay. So they're both like, fuck. Well, okay. You you do have somebody willing to write you a check. Yep. Just take the money. Don't give them the baby, but just take the money. Oh, just I was gonna say take the money and then say when I'm when I deliver this baby, you can have it, and then fuck off. That's a mm, that's pretty harsh. Well, yeah, but also so is purchasing a baby. But if we're purchasing, it just like, in that case, if they're that? not purchasing the baby, then they have nothing to fear if she fucks off. There we go. Okay, with the baby because the baby <laughs> was never part of that transaction, just because of the implication. To get sued, though. For what? They're like, we bought a baby and there's no baby here. The judge would say, no, you didn't. 
Bye. What do you say? Well, you'd be like, did you shake on it? And they're like, well, yeah, we did. Oh, he's like, oh, fuck. Well, there's nothing I can do. I guess you shook on it. I mean. I can't do anything about that. Look, did you spit into your palms, <laughs> cut them open for some reason, and then shake on it? <laughs> now, they have high protein levels. <laughs> I think you mean AIDS. <laughs> so, the baby would be due around Christmas. Yep. I, you didn't. We could stop right here, honestly. We had the title. Let's I'm, go. I'm surprised. That it was this far into the book to realize that when yeah. I knew that the first page. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, f- babies do they, around Christmas. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I didn't, I, I was sloppy on these notes. They're, so they're at the matter. doctor's office. They're on their way back from the doctor's office mm-hmm. and cash tells her what happens to his knee. Kind of. He said, I had an accident, a rodeo, and I had to cancel this tour until it heals. Oh, right. Okay. Not a big deal at all. Yeah. Why not just say that? <laughs> Why the drama? Because because he is so in love with her. Okay. That he doesn't want to be perceived as weak. So if he allows himself to be injured, then he's no longer the strong man for her. But he doesn't want to be the strong man for her. But he does. <laughs> He keeps saying he doesn't. Look, what he says and what he does are two different things. It's very You don't say you don't want to be with someone and then just go into their room and strip. For some, I'm, I'm, I'm hung up on that, <laughs> by the way. That happened. Yeah, it did. In this book. Uh, without any provocation. For no reason. No invitation. Nothing. They were very professional towards each other they to were. that point. They were up until he was a child. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they have a discussion about why Ren didn't tell Cash about the pregnancy for six months. Yeah, right? Why, why didn't you tell me? That's fair. Earlier, right? But she did tell you. Eventually, like six months in. She drove to your place to see you. Why not earlier? Maybe life didn't work out that way. <laughs> Maybe well, she spent three months in denial. So some of her backstory is she grew up in an orphanage in Philadelphia. Oh, great. She okay. had a very rough upbringing. Yeah, sure. And she is very independent. Uh-huh. She made it through med school on all of her own merits, her own scholarships. Nobody helped her with anything. She's Except her own woman. Except the scholarships. <laughs> She's her own woman. And so when she got pregnant, she figured, I will handle this myself. I got this. I don't need anybody. Yeah. But then she felt guilty and she's like, I should at least tell him, I guess. Six months in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what that's what was up. So Cash has a massive ego. He's a star bull rider. Yeah. He's a fucking child. <laughs> and there's a moment here following this discussion where he wants Ren to call him the handsomest man she's ever met. And she's like, that's weird. I don't want to do that. That's fair. And he's like, well, you gotta, because I want you to. I walked into your, I'm going to stop. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I hate this guy. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> but that's, this is played for like, oh, he's charming. Even though he has an ego, it's charming. And I'm like, no, this isn't fucking no, charming. No, that's just creepy. This is just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? He's like very much aware of how handsome he is compared to everyone in his hometown. Okay. Shit. And he's very up on his own. High horse. Yeah. Like he's, he's terrible. Um, Later, they have dinner with Cash's family. Nice. And uh, his mother apologizes to Ren for pressuring her into marrying Cash. Okay. That's, yeah, okay. But then she pressures her into marrying Cash. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry for what I said, but you know, if you just marry him, this wouldn't be a problem. She was like, I apologize, but I'm right. 
you should. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of how it is. Yeah. That, yeah. And oh, she's you. like, I just can't help it. I'll just, that's the way it should be, you know? It's you sweet thing. You salt to the earth. Yeah. So that's, that's, that happens. Oh, hon. There's a moment later. I'm just going to keep saying there's a moment because there's like no thread connecting any of these it's scenes. Just, it's just independent it's vignettes. Just, yeah, stuff happening. There's a moment where Cash is building a fire for them because it's getting colder. And Ren thinks about how smart and capable he is because he can build a fire. I can build a fire. That doesn't make me capable. Well, she says, as smart as I am, I don't think I could build a fire like that. What? How useless of a human being are you? There there are many different ways you can build a fire. Literally, you just need wood and paper and matches. That's all you need. Yeah. You don't need a secret technique. You just put it all together. Fuck. (laughs) So, yeah, she's like, oh, he's so fucking intelligent because he set a bunch of wood on fire. So, later Cash is helping Dallas with cattle on the ranch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Dallas berates him for not wanting to be a father. He's like, what's wrong with you? You're going to have a kid. You need to marry her and be a father. But, like, what if I don't want to be? Th- this is a theme. Every one, every single person in this town pressures both of them to do this. Ah. Everybody. Yeah. It, it, they're like, it's just unfathomable that you wouldn't do that. Right. And I'm like, what, what fucking year is this book set in? <laughs> I don't care how backwoods small town you are. <laughs> no, nowhere is like that anymore. That's not, that's not reality anymore. Uh, but every, everyone does that. And his brother's like, you need to do that and shit. And, and Cash is like, how about getting off my back? Like, this, this is my life. I'm going to decide what I want to do. Yep. It's my life. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. Ren is also pressured to do the same by the maid, which apparently they have a maid. Oh, of course, the ranch house, yeah, the help. Yep, and she's the same way. Like you need, you need to get married. You you really need to get married to this guy. You probably aren't even compatible with. Who knows? Like ah fuck. Um, I wrote something down, but I didn't add context to it. But I assume they're both out by the pool. Okay. And Cash is swimming, and he's like, "Yo, you have to come swim in the pool with me." You have to. You have to. You have. You can't not. Right. Never mind the fact that you're six point whatever months pregnant. So they make a trip into town to a store to buy her a swimsuit. Okay. So she'll swim with them. Okay. It's so weird. It's so weird. And while they're there, he starts laying on the charm and then she gives in a little bit and they get handsy in the dressing room. Oh. All right. Uh, and then they walk out and everybody's like, oh, just clutching their pearls. Oh. And, they, and then when they go to check out, the cashier is like, this is a family establishment. And he pats her belly and is like, you're damn right. <laughs> that was okay. That was okay. That's the best um, thing that's happened in this book. Yeah. <laughs> so when they return to the pool, uh, Cash is kind of opening up to her a little bit. And he's like complaining that he's always been a disappointment to his family. He's like, I, yeah. I've never done anything that they wanted me to do. I've always tried to go for the exciting life. I don't want to settle down. I want to ride bulls and I'm good at it. And yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. And then Ren says, this is an exact quote. Ooh, okay. I don't believe that for a second. You're a rodeo star. Every ranch needs one of those. Bruh. I don't know what that means. What? What? I don't know. <laughs> Okay. I, she's trying to comfort him in the dumbest way possible. Right. Because he says, hey, what I do, my family actually hates, even though right. I'm good at it and I want to do it. And she's like, no, they don't hate it. They need you to do that. Right. No. 
<laughs> no, they don't. They really don't. Uh, so, so Cash gets an MRI. And the doctor tells him he probably, like, he'll need surgery. This is for his knee. For his knee. Oh. He'll need surgery, and he probably won't ever ride bulls again. Oh, oh man. Yeah, it's a hard one. He, this didn't happen before when he actually had the injury? No, they're just now doing the MRI, <laughs> like, six weeks later. So what, what gave them the six weeks? I don't know. In the first place. They just told him, hey, take it easy, do some, some exercises. Take six weeks off, specifically. I think because he was like, it's not helping. So then they're like, all right, let's okay. do an MRI and look at it. Uh, okay. That's not what the book says. I'm assuming right. that's we're, what yeah, happened. We're, we're putting logic into this scenario yeah. that just to make it so he, hopeable. So he's at the doctor getting this news and he gets back and Ren is like, did you win? So apparently he had told her he went riding oh. to a competition. And he was like, no, I didn't even place. It, it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, but then he, his, his mom comes in and he gets into an argument with her. Okay. In front of Ren. Yeah. They're like yelling at each other and yep. she literally pulls a blanket over her head. Ren does. Yeah. Which is me. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I'd be yeah. like, I'm not here. You ever, you ever go to your friend's <laughs> house and then they get in trouble oh, and no. their parents are just screaming at them and you're I just there? Like, oh. So in this, this argument with his mom. Yeah. He blurts out the truth that he went to a doctor and he's probably never going to ride bulls again. Mm-hmm. He starts crying. Sure. Mom says, buck up, bitch. No, she embraces him. Oh. She's like, oh, I know how much it meant to you. I'm sorry. I don't particularly care because this is actually what I wanted in the first place. Yeah. Man. Now, now you have a, a reason to settle down. Yeah. Reason to settle down <laughs> and a girl who's ready waiting for you because she's clearly willing. Can't you see right. that? Never mind that she's not. Except now she is. So Cash buys Ren a puppy. Aw. What um, kind? It's, it is a terrier chihuahua mix. Never mind. Yeah. It's a little purse dog. When, when he gives it to her, she bursts into tears and runs away. <laughs> you know that thing that couples do, right? They're like, we, we're not ready for children. Yeah. But we have that need so they get a dog. Mm-hmm. That doesn't usually happen when that happens. No, it's very unusual. Uh, so, turns out she had found a stray dog when she lived in, in the orphanage as oh, a little girl. Yeah. And she fed it and took care of it until the dog catcher came and took it to the pound. Yeah. And it traumatized her. Yeah. And she was like, I could never form a connection with an animal again. That's not true. Uh, but but she does anyway. Mm-hmm. She just gets over it and has the dog now. <laughs> no. Which, I mean, really is what should happen. Yeah, I mean, whatever. And then she's, she blames on the pregnancy. She's like, oh, I'm crying because of the pregnancy. Whatever. Sure. In discussing a name for the dog, they learn that Waldo dated twin sisters named Wenda and Wanda. Who's Waldo? Where's Waldo? That Waldo. Oh. He dated twin sisters Named Wenda and Wanda and Wanda. That is canon. I looked it up. Huh. Wow. Good for him. Yeah. Very random factoid in the book. Huh. Uh, okay. So huh. there's a lot of shit that is not interesting <laughs> that boils down to about 224 pages of it. I they, <laughs> they now, they now understand in their heart of hearts, they need each other. Okay. They depend on each other, but they are... Well, they don't. They Well, no, but they, they're both unwilling to admit it to each other. Right. Okay. Okay. They get into arguments very often. So this is the second act low point. Yeah, kind of. Uh, and, and, and they... I don't know if there's a low point. It's like... All the low well, points... Well, no, not that there's any real tension in this book. Right. Yeah. No, it's just... Yeah. The, the roughest point, I guess, because they argue a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and it's affecting Ren's blood pressure. Oh, man. She's stressing out. Not good. Yeah. 
Uh, eventually, uh, Ren feels that something is wrong, so they drive to the hospital in Tulsa. Oh. Uh, everything is fine. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> huh. And, uh, and it's at the, that moment in the hospital that they, they uh, really fall for each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're oh, like, thank God we're I'm, okay. I'm but here we're... when you need me. And, yeah. And uh, you can't, can't lose you with the kid. Uh, anyway. I saw a picture of the Tulsa airport and there were like big neon letters that said, welcome to Tulsa. Mm-hmm. But the two in the Tulsa didn't have a space between them. So it said, welcome to Tulsa. Nice. And uh, that was funny. But I saw that earlier today. And now we're talking about a book yeah. that takes place in Tulsa. It's probably how they say it too. Welcome to Tulsa. Welcome to Tulsa. Sure, everybody in Tulsa is talking with a bit of an Irish bro. Yeah, why the fuck are we talking this way? Ludos! Don't you know how to greet Irish immigration to Tulsa? <laughs> we should talk this way for the rest of the episode. I don't know if I could keep that up. It's pretty hard. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so, they're, they're cool. Um, and, and at this point, Cash is like, fuck bull riding. I just want to be with you. Fuck bull riding? And also, fuck you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, but Ren is still all about finishing a residency at Baltimore. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not throwing that all away. Are you crazy? Like, bruh, we're going to need somebody to support us. It'll be me. So they get into a little bit of an argument, and it ends up with him just saying, marry me. And she's like, no, 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 no. And he's like, marry me. And she's like, okay. I don't think that's a healthy relationship. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there. I don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's a good thing. So they're going to get married. They start planning the wedding. So mom was right. They, their mom was right. And they have, they go, they go, they select a cake. They mm-hmm. get the flavors. They go for clothes, dress and that shit. And then they get married and it's a really informal affair and they're happy. And then they have the kid and I didn't finish this fucking book. Fuck this. We're going to restart this episode. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Welcome to a page. So far, the show we speak well, this is book and fuzz all about it. My name is the Loch Ness Monster, and this is my co-host, About Tree Fitty. Good to About Tree Fitty. This week's book is not The Bull Rider's Christmas Baby, because fuck that book. Today, we're going to read The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry. It's a Christmas story published in 1905, and it's about 13 pages long. Okay. So, fuck everyone who's listening. Merry Christmas. Let's get into this. Merry Christmas, everybody. The Gift of the Magi by O. Henry. What does the O stand for, Oscar? Oliver? Oscar Isaac. $1.87. That was all. And 60 cents of it was in pennies. Pennies saved one and two at a time by bulldozing the grocer and the vegetable man and the butcher until one's cheeks burned with a silent imputation of parsimony that such close dealing implied. (laughs) don't think i know what that means she bulldozed the grocer and the vegetable man either she's haggling i think that's what the, it's talking about she's she's trying to get him down yeah to, to, I, I, okay three times della counted it one dollar and 87 cents and the next day would be christmas there was clearly nothing to do but flop down on the shabby little couch and howl i mean mood mood <laughs> that's christmas mood so della did it which instigates the moral reflection that life is made up of sobs, sniffles, and smiles, with sniffles predominating. That's a really cynical way of looking at life, but I kind of agree. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I know, but like, I get it. While the mistress of the home is gradually subsiding from the first stage to the second, take a look at the home. A furnished flat at $8 per week. It did not exactly beggar description, but it certainly had that word on the lookout for the mendicancy squad. 
I don't know. I don't know either. That's okay. <clears throat> in the vestibule below was a letter box into which no letter would go, an electric button from which no mortal finger could coax a ring. Also appertaining thereunto was a card bearing the name Mr. James Dillingham Young. J.D. Young. The Dillingham had been flung to the breeze during a former period of prosperity when its possessor was being paid $30 per week. Now, when the income was shrunk to $20, though, they were thinking seriously of contracting to a modest and unassuming D. I love contracting to a modest Modest D. Modest and unassuming D. (laughs) But whenever Mr. James Dillingham Young came home and reached his flat above, he was called Jim and greatly hugged by Mrs. James Dillingham Young. She's dead, Jim. She's Dillingham, Jim. (laughs) Do you think whenever the captain saw a new ensign? Yeah. And he was like, Bones, what's his name? And he says, it's, it's. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's Ted, Jim. (laughs) It's Ned, Jim. It wasn't worth it. Anyways. uh, It's Jeb, Jim. Let me reread that sentence. It's red, so Jim. He, he hugged Mrs. James Dillingham Young, already introduced to you as Della, which is all very good. What color's the shirt? It's red, Jim. <laughs> What's his game, Bones? It's red, dead, Jim. <laughs> okay. Where does he sleep? His bed, Jim. <laughs> what does he eat? The bread, Jim. <laughs> He's been poisoned somehow. It's lead, Jim. <laughs> What's the last letter of the alphabet? It's Z, Jim. <laughs> None of that Canadian bullshit in here. Get the fuck out. Della finished her cry and attended to her cheeks with a powder rag. Cocaine. She, she, <laughs> she stood by the window and looked out dully at a gray cat walking a gray fence in a gray background. There's a pattern here. And everything was gray for right. her and herself. <laughs> Tomorrow would be Christmas Day, and she had only $1.87. We, we know this. Yeah. Come on. Which, about tree fitty. With which to buy Jim a present. She had been saving every penny she could for months. With, we, we, we know, know this, too. We know this. <laughs> this is not a long story. You're already fluffing it up here. I know. $20 a week doesn't go far. Expenses had been greater than she had calculated. They always are. Only a dollar eighty-seven to bribe present. We know this. That doesn't make sense. If your housing is eight dollars, you have twelve dollars. Food, okay. Utilities. Your housing is eight dollars. Well, she has to buy coal to heat the place. Your housing is eight dollars. <laughs> uh, she's got to buy that nice hat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, only a dollar eighty-seven to buy a present for Jim. Her Jim. Many a happy hour she had spent planning for something nice for him. Something fine and rare and sterling. Who's the leader of the Scooby-Doo gang? It's Fred, Jim. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm already over it. I'm Uh, not. It it gets 10% out of me. That's fine. Go on. Something just a little bit near to being worthy of the honor of being owned by Jim. There was a pier glass between the windows of the room. Perhaps you have seen a pier glass in an $8 flat. No. Never seen an $8 flat. No, (laughs) no. A very thin and very agile person may, by observing his reflection in a rapid sequence of longitudinal strips, obtain a fairly accurate conception of his looks. So it's really wavy and messy. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not a flat reflection. It's a jank mirror. Yeah. Della, being slender, had mastered the art. So she can't afford a real mirror. Right, right. So she has to yeah. do the best she can with what she has. Suddenly, she whirled from the window and stood before the glass. Her eyes were shining brilliantly, but her face had lost its color. 
Within 20 seconds. That's a weird thing to add on to the end. Yeah. Um, what? Rapidly, she pulled down her hair and let it fall to its full length. Now, there were two possessions of the James Dillingham Youngs in which they both took a mighty pride. One was Jim's gold watch that had been his father's and his grandfather's. The other was Della's hair. Had the Queen of Sheba lived in the flat across the air shaft, Della would have let her hair hang out the window someday to dry just to depreciate Her Majesty's jewels and gifts. Her hair is so goddamn cool yeah. that if she lived across from the Queen of Sheba, yeah. she would show her and flaunt her hair to make the Queen of Sheba jealous. Okay, that was, all right, that was a roundabout sentence. Yep. Had King Solomon been the janitor with all his treasures piled up in the basement, Jim would have pulled out his watch every time he passed just to see him pluck at his beard from envy. So now Della's beautiful hair fell about her, rippling and shining like a cascade of brown waters. Ew. Oh. <laughs> Ew. Ew. No. It reached below her knee and made itself almost a garment for her. Wow. And then she did it up again nervously and quickly. Once she faltered for a minute and stood still <laughs> while a tear or two splashed on the worn red carpet. I'm good at reading. On went her old brown jacket, on went her old brown hat. With a whirl of skirts and with the brilliant sparkle still in her eyes, she fluttered out the door and down the stairs to the street. Where she stopped, the sign read, Madame Sefroni, hair goods of all kinds, including good hair. Mm, apparently. One flight up, Della ran and collected herself, panting. Oh, damn it, I know what's going to happen. What? I can tell you exactly what's going to happen in this story. Because you know the story? No, I've never heard this before. You've never heard the gift of the Magi? No. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm more familiar with this story than any other Christmas story, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, never. I've never heard this before. I've seen the this fucking story in every interpretation you could possibly well, imagine. And now that I know what's going to happen, I can tell you that I have seen things that kind of like, mirror references. A bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like homages. Okay. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> Madame, large, too white, chilly, hardly looked the Saffroni. So she's commenting on the look okay. of the Madame. She's large. She's pale. Yeah. Uh, just not the. A yeah. lovely lady. Will you buy my hair? Asked Della. I buy hair, said Madam. She's like the matchmaker from Mulan. <laughs> Take your hat off and let's have a sight of the looks of it. Down rippled the brown cascade. <laughs> there's, a, there's a Taco Bell joke in there. <laughs> $20, said Madame, lifting the mass with a practiced hand. That's almost three weeks worth of rent. It's, it's not bad. Give it to me quick, said Della. Oh, and the next two hours tripped by on rosy wings. She's happy she has the money. Yeah. Forget the hashed metaphor. She was ransacking the stores for Jim's present. Is there a metaphor that was commonplace that we don't know anymore? I guess. Because I'm... I, I think it's saying that this is not metaphorical, even though it, it's it's exaggerated. Yeah. She is literally going around to all the stores, pulling them apart, looking for the gift. Yeah. I think that's what it's trying to say. Okay. She found it at last. It surely had been made for Jim and no one else. And don't call me Shirley. There was no other like it in any of the stores, and she had turned all of them inside out. It was a platinum fob chain, simple and chaste in design, properly proclaiming its value by substance alone and not by meretricious ornamentation as all good things should do. 
It was even worthy of the watch. As soon as she saw it, she knew it must be Jim's. Mm -hmm. It was like him. Quietness and value. The description applied to both. $21 they took from her for it, and she hurried home with the 87 cents. With the chain on his watch, Jim might be properly anxious about the time in any company. Grand as the watch was, he sometimes looked at it on the sly on account of the old leather strap that he used in place of a chain. When Della reached home, her intoxication gave way a little to prudence and reason. She got out her curling irons and lighted the gas and went to work repairing the ravages made by generosity added to love. So I guess she's fixing her hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is always a tremendous task, dear friends, a mammoth task. Within 40 minutes, her head was covered with tiny, close-lying curls that made her look wonderfully like a straunt schoolboy. <laughs> I don't like it. She looked at her reflection in the mirror long, carefully, and critically. If Jim doesn't kill me, she said to herself, before he takes a second look at me, he'll say I look like a Coney Island chorus girl. But what could I do? Oh, what could I do with a dollar and 87 cents? So she's like, oh, he's going to think I look like a, right. a dancing hall girl. Like, oh, no, he's going to think I look I look terrible now, but I had when to do this. he sees the gift. It's going to be worth it. Yeah. At seven o'clock, the coffee was made and the frying pan was on the back of the stove, hot and ready to cook the chops. Atta girl, I'm saying, right? Yeah. Huh? What's important. Knows her play. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is satire. This is a very considerate mate, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. all we're saying. <laughs> Jim was never late. Della Nor was he early. <laughs> he arrives exactly seven o'clock so she can feed no, him. No, he is late. Well, now he is. But she's, she's saying he was never late. Is he the late Jim Deering, Darling? Not. Whatever? I hope not. Dur Durringham? Dungham? What was his name? I don't remember. <laughs> it was a really weird name. Uh, Dullingham. Dullingham. Yeah, like D-U-L-L-I-N-G, something like that. Dullingham. Della doubled the fob chain in her hand and sat on the corner of the table near the door that he always entered. Then she heard his step on the stairway down on the first flight, and she turned white for just a moment. She had a habit of saying little silent prayer about the simplest everyday things, and now she whispered, Please, God, make him think I am still pretty. It's very sad. Tell me I'm pretty. The door opened and Jim stepped in and closed it. He looked thin and very serious. Poor fellow, he was only twenty-two, and to be burdened with a family, he needed a new overcoat, and he was without gloves. Oh. Jim stopped inside the door, as immovable as a setter at the scent of quail. His eyes were fixed upon Della, and there was an expression in them that she could not read, and it terrified her. He pulled out an axe. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was not angry. That would be a wonderful twist. It would. Turn it into a horror story. I don't know if it would be wonderful, but it would be a twist. I mean, I would love that. That would be great. It was not anger, nor surprise, nor disapproval, nor horror, nor any of the other sentiments that she had been prepared for. See, they're telling you specifically it's not a horror book. Right, right there. Mm -hmm. He simply stared at her fixedly with that peculiar expression on his face. Della wriggled off the table and went for him with a knife. Was <laughs> she on the table? <laughs> she was like leaning on it. It kind of says she's on. I don't know. I think she was leaning against it, okay. but, but that made it sound like she was sitting on it. Yeah. So. Um, Jim, darling, she cried. Don't look at me that way. I had my hair cut off and sold because I couldn't have lived through Christmas without giving you a present. It'll grow out again. You won't mind, will you? I just had to do it. 
My hair grows awfully fast. Say Merry Christmas, Jim, and let's be happy. You don't know what a nice, what a beautiful nice gift I've got for you. By the way, I didn't do that twice. That's how it's written. Oh. She gets halfway through saying, what, what a nice, nice, what a beautiful nice. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> Just so you know. Cool. You've cut off your hair? Asked Jim, laboriously, as if he had not arrived at the patent fact yet, even after the hardest mental labor. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Cut it off and sold it, said Della. Don't you like me just as well, anyhow? I'm me without my hair, ain't I? Jim looked about the room curiously. You say your hair is gone, he said with an air of almost idiocy. You needn't look for it, said Della. It's sold, I tell you, sold and gone, too. It's Christmas Eve, boy. Be good to me, for it went for you. Be good to me, for it went for you. Oh. The hair. Be good to me, because the hair is gone for you. I got it. I got it. That was weird. Okay. Maybe the hairs of my head were numbered. She went on with sudden serious sweetness. But nobody could ever count my love for you. Shall I put the chops on, Jim? (laughs) I thought they were already on. That's what I thought. And he's like, after I'm through with those chops, let me at those chops. Out of his trance, Jim seemed quickly to wake. He enfolded his Della. For ten seconds, let us regard with discreet scrutiny some inconsequential object in the other direction. Eight dollars a week or a million a year, what is the difference? A mathematician or a wit would give you the wrong answer. The Magi brought valuable gifts, but that was not among them. This dark assertion will be illuminated later on. I didn't, what? Un- I didn't understand any of that. <laughs> so he's saying that the Magi brought gifts that were more than money. Um, but that's not true. The gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh were very, no, uh, very, very valuable. No, I'm thinking he's saying that the gifts they gave to each other were greater than the gifts of the Magi. Because they were worth more than money. Uh, yeah, because their gifts weren't about money right. like the Magi's gifts. Except they were because... The whole point of the pocket chain <laughs> is so that he looks well, rich and is not embarrassed uh, that he has a leather strap. Right. So she's looking after his his image. His pride. Not, not, well, yeah, not. So it's By not, flaunting money. But. That they don't have. Not about the money. It's about the appearance of money. Yes. <laughs> That's what Christmas is about. <laughs> Jim drew a package from his overcoat pocket and threw it upon the table. Jim drew out his package. <laughs> Flop. <laughs> Ouch. Careful. There's a wall back there. You there's know. a wall back there. Don't make any mistake, Dell, he said, about me. I don't think there's anything in the way of a haircut or a shave or shampoo that could make me like my girl any less. But if you'll unwrap that package, you may see why you had me going a while at first. White fingers and nimble tore at the string and paper. And then an ecstatic scream of joy, and then, alas, a quick feminine change to hysterical tears and wails, necessitating the immediate employment of all the comforting powers of the Lord of the Flat. So she's in anguish, suddenly, Mm -hmm. at the sight of the gift, and he's trying to comfort her. For there lay the combs, a set of combs, side and back, that Della had worshipped long in a Broadway window. Beautiful combs, pure tortoise shell with jeweled rims, just the shade to wear in the beautiful vanished hair. I never liked tortoise shell. I've never even touched it, really, except for actual tortoises. So tortoise shell is a pattern that's, it's like the, um, um, light brown with the dark brown spots in it, kind of. 
Okay, I can picture um, that. It's it, it's on glasses frames a lot. Tortoiseshell glasses oh, are, yeah, are a yeah. big thing. Uh, it always reminded me of old people. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why I never liked it. They were expensive combs, she knew, and her heart had simply craved and yearned over them without the least hope of possession. And now they were hers, but the stresses that should have adorned the coveted adornments were gone. But she hugged them to her bosom, and at length she was able to look up with dim eyes and a smile and say, My hair grows so fast, Jim. You know it doesn't grow fast. What, what doesn't grow fast? Fucking pocket watches, bitch. <laughs> And then Della leapt up a little, like a little singed cat and cried, oh, oh, Jim had not yet seen his beautiful present. She held it out to him eagerly upon her open palm. The dull, precious metal seemed to flash with a reflection of her bright and ardent spirit. Isn't it a dandy, Jim? I hunted all over town to find it. You have to look at the time a hundred times a day now. Give me your watch. I want to see how it looks on it. Instead of obeying, Jim tumbled down on the couch and put his hands under the back of his head and smiled. Dell, said he, let's put our Christmas presents away and keep them a while. They're too nice to use just at present. So he's like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll Some other time. Skip that question. Yeah, I know, I know what time it is. I don't have to do that. Yeah, it's seven o'clock. You got chops on. <laughs> I sold the watch to get the money to buy your combs. Oh, and then he just says it straight up. Yeah, so, okay, fine. All right. <laughs> And now suppose you put the chops on. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all right. He's I like, sold the watch, but I am hungry. Yeah, he just keeps saying that. He's like, so, so the cooking. So, like, so about that, about dinner. Do you, you want to like actually do that now? So, like, are we are we having dinner? That'd be cool, man. I could use some dinner. Yeah, hungry. The Magi, as you know, were wise men, wonderfully wise men, who brought gifts to the babe in the manger. They invented the art of giving Christmas presents. <laughs> I don't think they did, but okay. Um, but it wasn't a Christmas present. It and was he also a wasn't birthday in the present. Right. No, it, it, he was like two and a half. Yeah. This, these people. Um, being wise, their gifts were no doubt wise ones, possibly bearing the privilege of exchange in case of duplication. And here I have lamely related to you the uneventful chronicle of two foolish children in a flat who most unwisely sacrificed for each other the greatest treasures of their house. But in a last word to the wise of these days, let it be said that of all who give gifts, these two were the wisest. Of all who give and receive gifts, such as they are wisest. Everywhere they are wisest. They are the Magi. That's the end. So I think the point is, yeah, it's, it's the fact that they sacrifice something they love most in order to get a gift for each other. That's, okay. the, that's, the, that's what Christmas is about. Okay. It's, it's, it's how much you can show you love someone. It's not about the gift necessarily, even though both of them were like, so I'm going to get the Rudy, Rudy tootiest thing in town. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to give the thing that means the most to me so I can get the most expensive thing I can. Right. Uh, this is a very mixed message book. It's a, a little weird. When you dive into it. A little weird. Yeah. It was good though. Yeah. God damn it. I knew it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen this, this yeah. story done a million times yeah. and it happens in a lot of Hallmark movies too. Yep. Yep. So. Pocket watching some combs. So that was the gift of the Magi, the the only only story we uh, did tonight. Yeah, that was. was a, I, sorry, this is a short episode. Yeah, um, um. <laughs> but it was it was a it was a good one though. That was. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was probably one of the best books we've ever read in terms of just content of the book. 
Yeah, uh, it was short. It was. Yeah. Um, it was very sweet. It's not long. No, it was to the point. It was only thirteen pages. Yeah, so it was beautiful. Um, it was written in. I finished it. <laughs> prose. Of, you did finish it. You finished it, and you didn't have to read multiple books this week. Yeah, that's yeah, which is always a plus. Always because you know it sucks when that happens that mm-hmm. you you read a book and you have to kind of abandon it and then you go to read another book and then you know maybe that one's good, maybe it's not. It really it happens way too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah. So Loch Ness, Loch Ness was that my name? What was your name this time? Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Waldo. It was Waldo the first time. Waldo Loch Ness. Yeah. We have a uh, we have a rating system on our show, don't we? I don't really want to give a rating, honestly. You don't want to give a rating for 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 gift no, of magic? No, no, because the the first book is well, doesn't it doesn't book? work on our. I, I don't know. We read gift of magic. <laughs> in serious the in seriousness though, I don't want to give the first book a rating. You didn't finish it, it right? I didn't finish it, so I, I I can't I can't justify giving it a rating. Yeah, um, and I can't recommend it or say it's terrible necessarily because i didn't finish it but i hated it i'll mm-hmm. just tell you that i yeah. hated it <laughs> so um as far as the gift of the magi goes mm-hmm. it's fine okay um it's I, I like that it's so short yeah it gets to the point right away it's very efficient in it's, its storytelling very much one of those like traditional read at christmas time yeah like with the family all around you yeah. read the book and then it's great do the next thing yep yeah so totally uh uh kindle pick yeah okay sure. <laughs> why not okay <laughs> what an episode what an episode i told you it's gonna be a shit show <laughs> merry merry christmas happy christmas happy holidays happy honda days happy honda days yeah is that a thing ha- so honda right the car company uh, they, have you not seen any they're all over the place i don't watch commercials yeah i don't watch tv they're they but it's been like 20 years more than I didn't know that. Never... Happy Honda Days has been their thing forever. Maybe I just didn't pay attention. That's yeah. sad. Happy Honda Days. That's also Mary Chrysler. Depressing. Oh my god! But that one's a Vine. That one's not a. Uh, that's good. not an actual ad campaign. That's good because that's the the most depressing shit I yeah. can think. Also, of. Mary Crisis. Uh, we hope all of you guys have a great Christmas. Uh, we're gonna take a two week break for Christmas. We are. There's going to be no bonus episode this month, but I will release a bit of Patreon content for free to to, to supplant that, I yeah. guess. Uh, and then we'll also we'll still do a, a commentary yep. that, uh, that'll be on the way. Um, but it's 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 going to be an easy month for us because we've yeah. been doing this nonstop. We also have a uh, we have a surprise for the next episode. Um, it's going to be. Well, it was going to be a little bit different, but now it's going to be very <laughs> similar. I, yeah, I fucking ruined it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. We're going to be reading uh, reading another Christmas book, but we're going to be reading it on the show instead of uh, right, instead right. of summarizing it and everything because it's also really short. Awesome. Okay. Yep. Um, sign up to our, our Patreon. We got shit on there. Sacrifice something you love to give a gift yeah. <laughs> worth lots of money to your loved ones. <laughs> Sa- sacrifice $10 so that you can give the gift of $10 to us. <laughs> That's that's what Christmas is all about. Not even sacrifice ten dollars so you can give the gift of seven fifty to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, something like that. We um, love you. We hope the best for this holiday season. Stay safe if yeah. you're traveling. Stay safe if you're not traveling. If you don't celebrate Christmas, have fun anyway. Yeah, we just we just hope you have a good December. Mm-hmm. Um, and please, please send me book suggestions. <laughs> 
I did not understand what you said. Please, but, please send me book suggestions. Book suggestions. Yes. Because yeah, I'm doing yes, a so bad job of picking got, books. You're like, oh, for seven at this point. <laughs> it's, it's not pretty. It's not. I only had one book that I read that wasn't good. I'll tell you what. There's one book I really, really, really want to find, and I can't find it. There are people in the world who believe that dinosaurs are not real. They've never existed. Yeah. Dinosaur bones are fake yeah. or a lie or Satan put them in the ground. I want a book detailing that belief. Hmm. Okay. I want someone to send us a, well, you know, just tell me where I can get one. Yeah. A book about dinosaurs not being real. I, I really want to read that. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, editors.